You are listening to the Cyphedeli Podcast, episode 143, Unicorn Blood. The Cyphedeli Podcast contains adult language and mature content, which will become apparent to you once you realize what the title references. I'm going to have to tell you guys a story about being a parent because parents no, can't help themselves from doing it. It's fine. I, it I enjoy changes, these types of stories. It changes <laughs> your perspective on things, and everyone says that, but it's fucking true as hell. <laughs> I'm reading, I'm, I'm scrolling through the stories that people have shared, and one of them comes up that's about what happens when your kid reaches puberty and starts to masturbate. And I thought it just dawned on me, oh shit, now I'm in those waters too, eventually. I'm going to have to deal with that. And then all of the things that come with it, like the kid's going to be looking at porn, and how do you get it <clears throat> safely, and all of the other things that I know that you don't really talk about, but you want to help your kid, you don't want them to get burned, so to speak. So Can't, can't give yourself the clap. I thought for I, a hot second there you were about to tell us you were raising a clone that was fast aged <laughs> to, to you, adolescence, you and I was like, "What the hell?" Steve's son's name is Shinzon, so you know, <laughs> Steve Zon, <laughs> Steve Zon. Somewhere Steve Zon fell over. Yeah, as long as he's played by Tom Hardy, I think he'd be okay with it. <laughs> Got that shit right. So anyway. I, I showed my wife this conversation, and we had a grown-up talk about it, as we do. And she said, well, this is going to be on me to try and explain all this to him, because he's a boy, and that's how that's just going to go. I was like, all right, well, you're probably <laughs> right. And so she looks at me with this evil grin on her face and says, oh, you're going to have to tell him about how lube works. I was like, God damn it. I don't want to have that conversation at all with anybody. Yeah. Let alone my son. Sorry. You spit on your hand and then you rub it and you're good. I don't that's so, a simple conversation. I said I said to my wife that lube is like unicorn blood. You can use that. You can use it. But it's so much better that you live a half-life after that. You lose the ability to appreciate a good old-fashioned dry rub to get the job done in an emergency situation. And what happens is then you fall into the perilous world of improvised lubricants. And I don't want to go down that path either with him. So I'm going to teach him that Wacken Lube is unicorn blood. I see. It seems like I you're, feel you're, you're making it harder for yourself. Just boy, just go at it dry. You're gonna use whatever. 
You're gonna that's, dry that's help what a tree. I'm saying. Dry, just not, dry just is never, better. Never ever. Never touch the the unicorn blood. That's <laughs> waxing lube. Lube. I don't touch the stuff. <laughs> People jizz in it. There's there is a use for lube. I get it. There's a time and a place for everything. <laughs> but if you just need to get the poison out, <laughs> I I you know what uh, the lube. That is that is like a level fifty. That's a level fifty jerk. When you're hitting puberty, you're like level one. You don't need to worry about getting the enchanted hand of you know so of slickness. Just like you know, you know what? I have a stick, and I'm gonna run out here, and I'm just I'm gonna beat the monster down, and I just the stick is fine. You need to discover that on your own. You don't don't give that to them. Don't yeah. level them up prematurely. Right, well, yeah. So now I'm, I think I'm you should tell him that him. he needs to use a stick. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. it's just a I'm, metaphor, uh, Brian. No, yeah, I know, I'm, but but that would be amazing. You could set him off the complete wrong path. That sounds even more fun. No, I'm, no, I'm just gonna. No, no. God damn it, Brian! The grown-ups are talking. Yeah. I'm just gonna just, say we talked about it some. It doesn't wrong... sound like the grown-ups are talking. <laughs> We've talked about some wrong shit on this podcast in the, in, in the past, but I feel like this is some year one. Brian is innocent, and we need to corrupt him. Shit, no, we haven't really gone down in like a while. No, no, no. This is Brian is being purposefully obtuse because Brian is a level seventy five jerker, right? So he knows, he fucking knows all this shit, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm not falling I, for that shit." I assume, no, I, I assume everybody that. from Alaska is misleading the person. Plus. <laughs> well, you, you haven't you lived till you've zone, learned you get a how to. Upgrade. You, you <laughs> haven't lived till you've learned how to fap while wearing a snowsuit and not taking it out because it's thirty below outside. That's a stealth fap. Yeah, stealth fap. <laughs> I I gotta oh, be God. honest with you. I gotta be honest with you. You know you're high level when you know the term fap. <laughs> <laughs> get that fap merit badge. <laughs> Because I'll be honest with you, I don't think I I I learned that term recently. (laughs) Like in the last two years or so. (laughs) You you know what term I just learned? Uh, Welcome to the Cyphedeli Podcast. (laughs) This is Patrick. This is Michael. This is Brian. This is Steve. Yeah. Does that mean we're done with that conversation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Let's just move uh, past that. I had to. I had to tell fucking somebody how that went. No, I get it. I get it. Stuff like that can be rough. Yeah. When you have to adapt to something that you're unexpected to, it can be rough. <laughs> Believe me. Well, that's when you use the unicorn blood. I mean, lube. But whatever. It's fine. I'm, can I'm, we just call it unicorn blood for the rest of the podcast, and possibly <laughs> as the title of this episode? <laughs> You know, that makes trying to find some uh, clever pun that takes that right off the table. It's great. I love it. Uh, let's just do that. What I the feel fuck like are we supposed to be talking about in this episode I feel, anyway. I feel like if we call Somebody. it unicorn blood, we're going to have to use a shot from legend. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what that movie was about. Somebody told me they had some hate that needed to be released. Yeah, I believe a particular. 
<laughs> no man, you gotta We're use that unicorn you. blood. Um, yes. I believe a particular season of a show just ended, and one of us has got some rage that he's got to get out, and another one of us had to talk about it so damn bad that he went on to another podcast. Oh yeah, like we weren't gonna oh. find out about it. Uh, he lighting. straight up cheated on us, and I'm like, I'm not cool with this, Brian. I'm not cool <laughs> yeah. with this at Brian all. Is, Brian's poly podcastery i I only did about nine of them so (laughs) wow well i didn't ask you how many times i didn't ask you how many times you cheated with the whore okay no slut shaming (laughs) oh oh no slut shaming this is is a whore he is a podcast whore this is not I, an open I podcast, accept you, Brian. Brian. Well, the the amount of Star Trek discussed in this podcast just just wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't getting me to drop my cookies. So I understand I, you have needs, <laughs> Brian. Did you did you come to us and did you say, "Hey, I've got all this pent up Star Trek talk. We need to talk about it more." No, you just scurried off and just found <laughs> some other Star Trek whore and then you laid down with her. And I will not stand for that. You know, man, I have more self-respect for myself than when that, you started Brian. that sentence it's okay. with, When you started that sentence with, did you come to us? I was really glad that you went on to uh, to. We <laughs> all heard it. I had to go back. I did as we came on us. I said, this, well, is, this is how relationships they, work. They were te- I'm writing this down. Trek was doing a video podcast, so I got to be like on YouTube oh, and stuff, no, and that's no. like the difference between dry and unicorn mm. blood, right there. So, right, I understand. you know what, Brian? Brian, right. you go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. I <laughs> All don't right. care. So, so Brian, yeah. wa- Brian wanted to be the bottom in some anal, and we weren't going to do that. He knew we weren't going to do that, so that's fine. Okay, whatever. That is, that is. Uh, you can get your shit and go, though. That's what I tell you. That I ain't gonna be no cheating whores. Run up in my shit no you, you more. You just um, think of it as, as you just nine, that. as about nine or ten hours worth of rehearsal for the, today's podcast. Uh-huh. The the hate will subside, Brian. the The show still loves you and wants you here. What What is this soft ass shit you're talking, Steve? No, nope. I you am. Don't cheat on me and positive. just be like, oh, it's fine. You can just you're do gonna what, take no, no, no. what I give you and like it. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I, I, I thought I would thought of thought that we were kind of the way Steve was acting. We were sort of in an open relationship. Nope. It's yeah. not the, as I said don't, earlier. Don't misunderstand. The relationship is not open. You had a transgression. This is not me saying transgress further. Saying anyone can fuck up. Don't make me bury you in the backyard. <laughs> So oh, you never in, in the last digging. few years have never so, shown up on another podcast, Steve. Hey, hey! I, oh, I, I see how it's going to be, Brian. I see I, how I'd it's going to be. We're going to talk about out. your stealth fap further. <laughs> I'd watch out. Steve's been doing some night gardening lately. Ah, <laughs> uh, night gardening. All right. Actually, I'm more worried about Michael and Patrick because they're in driving distance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 really? I would be, I'd be concerned about Steve. I would not be surprised to find out he's got access to drones. Oh, <laughs> oh hey, okay. So speaking of which, let's just, we'll leave Brian's just get, useless yeah. cheating ass in the, in the dirt. So <laughs> that's so a professional that last cheating episode, ass. right? 
the last episode. The last episode of Star Trek Discovery. Of Star Trek which Discovery I don't think we've actually did. Oh, yeah. I thought we were talking about the Orville. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not talking about the Star Trek my wife actually likes. No, no. We're talking about the shit Trek that just keeps fucking up. They just, all they do is just fuck up all day, every day. Um, <laughs> You know what? Right. We've burned a lot of time in this episode talking about Brian shit. So let me just jump to my primary source of hate, which is that rat ass shit ending that they put on there to try to explain away why no <laughs> one has ever talked about Discovery or Michael Burnham or whatever, which is basically a line where Spock says, you know, to make sure that there's no time travel, we should make talking about the time suit, Burnham and the Discovery a treasonable offense. What kind of fucking fascist state is the Federation <laughs> yeah. when they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, don't talk about your sister. Uh, that's just treason. We'll throw you yeah. in jail. What? What yeah. is that? that, that is I that haven't shit. seen that, but holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. in the end of the last episode. And I remember thinking to myself, really? Like, even when he's about to die, he's like, oh, by the way, say peace out to my sister or something. <laughs> like, yeah. No, that and was also, stupid. Also, that I, bullshit. I will, like, I well, actually, I'm actually going to side with you on that one. I too felt that the entire se- the biggest complaint I have about season two is it spent way too much time trying to appease the haters and uh, not doing its own thing. And that last sequence was entirely about throwing bones to the haters. And I was like, "Oh no, don't end on that. Don't give them what they want." J- oh God, yeah. I, oh, I have to admit, I, 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 I don't. If I, don't I ever made a Fan edit. If I made a fan edit of the final episode, that whole sequence where they're talking about that would all be cut right out. So, well, yeah, I don't know that that's even for the haters because I can't imagine that the haters like that. That was awful. Look, I actually somewhat enjoyed the season, but even I was like, "All right, that was that was stupid. That was really stupid." It was like. Two minutes of stupid in, in, in an otherwise pretty good final episode. So I was like, what the hell is that doing there? Why'd you have to ruin it? <laughs> so. And, and I don't, no, no, no. So that's not, that's not for the haters. That, that is for, okay. Wanting your prequel show to actually give a shit about continuity is not, does not make you a hater. And that's what a lot of the shit in season two was for. It was trying to line us back up with the existing continuity of the fact that no one had ever talked about this woman. No one ever talked about this ship. No one had ever talked about the spore drive. No you one realize ever about there's only travel. one episode where Kirk mentions his brother, right? In all of Star Trek. Yeah. Spock has been in more Star Trek than Kirk actually, has. Actually, uh, I'm going to be uh, like, what, I'm by a handful of hours. <laughs> Brian, Brian, yeah. I'm actually going to say I have less of a problem of Spock never bringing up his sister than I do of Sarek never bringing up his daughter, especially when he was going through the whole I'm getting old and crazy and just rambling about anything. I don't know that he's concerned about treason when you're old and crazy. <laughs> so so oh, the no, crazy no, no. person that line the, in, the crazy person wasn't so predictable enough for you. That was your complaint. <laughs> No, 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 no. They threw in a line that said, Sarek has diplomatic immunity. He could talk about whatever the fuck he wants. He yeah. just chose not to. Him and his yeah. wife, his mm. human wife was like, nah, nah, I just choose not to talk about Michael because yeah. that's better for, look, if you're like, don't ever talk about the time suit, fine. That makes sense. 
time travel. They hate time travel. And, mm. like, only a handful of people know about the time suit and, like, the details of the time yeah, suit. Yeah. To I say that you yeah, can't... I agree. I didn't actually mind the no talking about the time suit. So. Like, that's that makes sense. I get that. That's classified. Yeah. But, hey, don't talk about the woman that we have been telling you for, like, three years started the Klingon human war. That's yeah. that's not that's not yeah. a thing. That's that's already a piece of freaking history. Yeah. A yeah. rather yeah. well known piece of history. Yeah. She I started a war. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> like we've been teaching that to kids in school for like the last three years. Like that is on their term paper. That's that's literally that's like stop. saying we can't say Abraham Lincoln's name anymore. <laughs> uh, it's too late for that the shit. One who must yeah. not be named. Probably closer <laughs> to John Wilkes Booth. But anyway, yes. <laughs> it's kind of hard okay. to remove. All right. All right. So, all right. Before so we go too far. Before we go too yeah. far. Let's, let's get some base things covered. One, yeah. Brian, what's your thoughts and opinion on the second season? I think we got Patrick's. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, definitely, one, I definitely want to get scene. like an overview from Patrick. What, one Brian, montage is all we've talked about with Patrick. <laughs> Brian, what's your okay. overview of season two? Like, and um, make it quick. We okay. don't have 20 minutes for you. Uh, to throw right, no, no, no. It'll be fast. Okay. So, um, yeah. I I was a little worried that they were going to be too much trying to appease the haters and too much trying to backtrack and make it more like traditional Star Trek and that that was going to bother me. But most of it, aside from maybe that one scene and one or two other beats throughout the series, most of the backtracking and more traditionalizing it was well done enough that I was like, okay, you're pushing my nostalgia button and I'm happy and I like it. And overall the characters and the writing is a little more polished and it feels more like, you know what the hell you're doing than you did in season one. So I have to give, I, I, I like season one a lot, but I think I like season two a little bit more than season one. It certainly was a lot more fun. I'll definitely give it season two seemed like they had a bit more of a handle on what they wanted, except when it comes to Klingon makeup. I don't think they have any idea what the hell they want from that. <laughs> it's at all. They dialed back the weirdness of the Klingon makeup pretty consistently, but okay. I, well, okay. No, no. I'm not even talking about the weirdness of it because I don't care about that. Be as weird as you want to be, but make it so that people can fucking talk. That's like, I'm sick of episodes where I have to put on the closed captioning because every Klingon is fucking mumbling through their lies. I have no fucking clue what this bitch is saying. Laurel's here, so I guess I'll just not give a shit for the next five minutes because I'm not going to be able to make it out. gone nearly far enough appreciating how well Michael Dorn did with the false teeth and stuff. Yeah, no, and that's kind of the point that I'm getting at. When they did the makeup um, in the past, it would get crazy, but you no. can still understand them. No. They understood that the actors had to be able to perform. And yeah. you, apparently these motherfuckers don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't say, oh, Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn didn't do shit. All of the Ooh. Next Generation Klingons, I understood every fucking thing they said. Kern, Galron, Martok, Worf. Uh, Kalar, his little stupid son. I understood every single one, everything that all those fuckers said. It's because they had better makeup and they weren't trying. I don't even know. It's like, yeah, fucking Klingons. Uh, let's pull everything out of the prosthetics bin and just throw it on these fuckers. Oh, what color should it be? I don't know. Purple, red, green. Who gives a fuck? Just throw it all on there. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. No. 
when I can't tell the difference between when they're speaking English or a made up alien language, that's a problem. <laughs> like so I they can't. Have sub, they add, add the subtitles in when they're talking Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's how okay, you know. <laughs> Oh, God. So so when I complain about their makeup, I'm not talking about the look. I don't have a problem with the look. Oh, what okay. you needed to do was make it so that the freaking actors could perform. It was yeah. really bad. I, I have a hunch that we're still dealing with fallout from we need to make up the, make the makeup so intensive that you don't recognize that that's the same actor who's playing who played I, Ash Tyler. So, um, who you know, the, when we got Vok without makeup, we don't connect him. And I think that's kind of a problem. And I think that it would have been better to just hire a different actor to play Vok if they were that determined to keep things muddled. But <laughs> well, and another complaint that I have, okay, I will state that I did actually like season two, but, but, <laughs> um, I have to go with the problem that I had was the unearned sentimentality. Like freaking Michael Burnham is crying and like, like, I want to say nine out of the 14 episodes. (laughs) And I'm like, am I supposed to care about this cyborg bitch who had like lines for what I believe may have been the first time in this episode? (laughs) She had a couple of lines, but you're right. I didn't even know. I didn't even freaking know her name before that episode. (laughs) If I don't know their name, then there's something wrong. Yeah, I know. And that's kind of my Burnham, point. Saru, yeah. and Tilly. The rest of those fucking Stamets. Yeah, I know and, the rest and, of these people. Who the fuck are they? Who and honestly, shit? and honestly, I think that's how the writers feel. I honestly yeah. think it's those five people. It's Voyager all over again. It's those five people and a basically nobody else. Like everyone else is with. Like even Harry Kim had the occasional episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Harry there Kim was, was definitely all, was an effort to give the rest of the bridge crew some more personality and memorability but they didn't bother to do anything with arium arium i still can't get it even now arium uh, or some yeah. yeah they didn't bother to do anything with her until the episode where they wanted to kill her yeah. off and i'm and, like and, really <laughs> why not and, why didn't you send her down on some of these other away team missions and stuff so that we you you could have arced this now that yeah. said I, ha- I i have a hunch this has something to do with the producers again being fired just before they start the first episode and new producers doing finishing the second half of the series but um i I will just say this i'll just say that i knew she was gonna die in that episode when the episode (laughs) started with her getting some level of backstory i was like oh this bitch is dead she is not gonna (laughs) survive this episode yeah (laughs) you just told me something personal about this character something you've never done in the previous like yeah, yeah, twenty some episodes. Yeah, she's not surviving this episode. It's like you showed me that she loves her husband in a Hallmark movie. She's clearly going to die now. Uh, that's just <laughs> yeah. how this works. <laughs> oh, okay. So here's another thing. And since we're bringing up that episode, one of my pet peeves about this season is the fact that they seem to forget that they have this little thing called the transporter. Why? Like, oh that same, yeah. That, yep. 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 That that same episode. She's yeah. in the thing. They're like, she's trying to kill us. We could just beam her out. No, yeah. we can't do that. All right. Well, we're going to shoot her out in the space. Well, she's going to die out there. Uh, we could just beam her in from there. I mean, it happens. I mean, yeah. she's a droid. She should survive for like 10 seconds, right? 
Not yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, kept like, wondering. At least past shows would have given you some reason for why they always. can't yeah. beam around. There are a few, but it is certainly that was uh, as egregious of a mis- of a we forgot the transporter mistake as any other one in Star Trek's history for sure. Um, or like when Burnham is on the planet and they're trying to lure the Red Angel, and they're like, "Well, let's kill her because that'll make her show up." And she's like, "Oh, she's dying. We'll turn it off." Uh, no, they're not going to. Yeah, just beam her up here. That's fine. We can do that because we have <laughs> transporters. Like we're not like they just it just kept kept happening over and over and over again. And like you can't even give me a throwaway line saying, "Oh, there's interference. Transporters are offline." Just <laughs> yeah. Something. And then and then yeah. they 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 couldn't beam the admiral out of the room after she closed yes! the door. Fucking yes. Which yeah. if they oh. hadn't established that intraship beaming is easy in Discovery, wouldn't have been a problem. I would have said, "Well, it's it's the retro old Star Trek. They can't do intraship beaming without like half an hour of setup or something." No, no. We've established very clearly in season one, sh- intraship beaming. Is, is easy on disc with Discovery's transporter. So Patrick, I, I also want to point out. Enter- I guess those are the Enterprise transporters, but still, yeah. one assumes no, no. that Patrick. That you know what this I, was? I, I, what was that? What was that? You know what this was? It was the Age of Ultron Captain America shield problem all over again. All I <laughs> need is a throwaway line saying, "Hey, we found your shield." That's all I ah. needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So here's the thing that bothers me the most. Uh, Steve, I don't think that you've seen it. Basically, there's an unexploded torpedo in the saucer section of the Enterprise. It's armed and it's going to go off. It's going to go off in like 10 minutes. And so they go and like the number, the first officer and this admiral are in there and they're like working for like fucking like up to the wire to be like, oh, can we disarm it? Can we reroute it? Can we blah, blah, blah? And nothing works. So the solution is we're going to close the bulkhead door so when it blows up, it doesn't kill everybody. Okay, fine. So you're telling me that with seven minutes, you couldn't rig up a rope and pulley system so you could pull the door from outside? Like, just put, like, a weight on there and, like, tie it up and put a candle next to it. Like, it doesn't take much. (laughs) All you have to do is it was literally a little latch, and all they had to do was go down. They had to just do this action. We couldn't figure out a way to make that happen (laughs) in the fucking future. When I was watching that, and it got to the part where the solution was the blast door came down, and I'm like, you guys have been working on this freaking torpedo (laughs) for like three days, and you couldn't figure out that all you had to do was close the door. Well, <laughs> nobody well, to be had fair, to die. It, it blew a giant. It did blow a giant cookie monster bite out of the front of the saucer section. So I could see why they would try to alleviate it. But waiting until we've got ten seconds left and then deciding maybe we need a plan B was probably not the best use of the time. <laughs> <So>. Yes, <laughs> or or the best use of an admiral. They sacrificed yeah. an admiral to do. I that. was okay like, with her dying. Did sac- the admiral uh, have a red shirt on? Uh, no, but uh, no, she did. I was okay with her dying heroically because for me, she got so tainted at the end of season one that I kind of thought this is her redemption death. She dies saving everyone after being an asshole in season one. So I was kind of okay with that. And uh, I think that's and the, why the she idea died. of her dying, not, I was okay with. The mechanism of her dying was a problem. No, it's really not. Also, no. I need my. I, if you're gonna have a redemption death, you need to earn that redemption death. Hey, wow. it's not a spoiler because if you gave a shit, you'd already watch it. This is like Game of Thrones, right? I'm just, yeah. Have you guys, are you all caught up? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. completely caught up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like Theon Greyjoy, right? <laughs> he earned that. He fucking earned yeah. that shit. Okay. Yeah, he did. So, right, whatever. He fucked up. He earned yeah. that shit. I, Good. I, I will actually say. Like, I will actually say he does a hand gesture on an audio podcast. (laughs) This fucking guy. That was not for them. They haven't earned this. (laughs) Okay, two things. One, the Theon Greyjoy moment was maybe Mm -hmm. one of my favorite moments in that whole episode. In that, what was a short movie? Um, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. uh, that moment was awesome. Two, um, that unearned sentimentality was. All that could have been the subtitle for season two for Star yes. Trek Discovery for me. Every episode had a moment or two of unearned sentimentality. Why am uh, I supposed see, to give a shit about this person? Why is she crying? I, yeah. Why is she? Cry- why is? See, it- see, I have to admit, the only one that bugged me was the the cyborg girl. That was the one place where I was like, uh, it's so over the top. I, I think I would felt more for her death. If you hadn't tried to make me care about her madly for 40 minutes <laughs> and just and- killed her. And then I got to feel bad for Michael feeling bad, which I, I was like, okay, Michael knew her. Michael feels bad. I like Michael. I feel bad. I oh. think I, I, that would have been a better angle to approach at that late date than trying to, here's all her backstory and here's a bunch of scenes of her being quirky and fun. And uh, all I uh, ask is everything that they put in that episode to set up her death. Just spread that out. It didn't. Yeah. Have, if it, if that had been in earlier episodes, I would have felt like it was earned. You didn't Agreed. have to do extra. You just had to space it out. When you put it all in one episode, like ten minutes in, I was like, I get it. She's gonna <laughs> die by the end <laughs> of the episode. It's pretty goddamn clear. Yeah, guys. Walking you're not Dead has started doing that shit too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're and- gonna get rid of somebody. They're like, you know, they they. They build them up a little bit. If you suddenly have a a character gain prominence unexpectedly, that's yeah, that foreshadowing like hell. Yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely about to die. So oh, one one good about, thing, w- real no, quick. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, about Michael and the sentimentality. Did anybody else think the the reason that her and Spock were was were strange was bullshit? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was it. kind of bullshit. For, for, okay, so for those of you that have not watched, let me tell you, Spock and his sister are estranged because apparently at some point there were like Vulcan extremists that were going to, I don't know, firebomb their house. And so Michael said, oh, you know what? I'm going to run away so that these Vulcans don't kill you all because they're mad that a human lives here. And little Spock is like, no, I should go with you. We should stay together. And she pulled a Harry and the Hendersons and said, no, I don't like you. You should go away. And when he was like 10 and that motherfucker held a grudge for yeah. like the next 22 years yeah. over Brian. that one thing. Brian, one here's thing. thing. Brian, I, here's the thing. Mm. Here's why I don't buy it. I don't buy it because of what Patrick said there right at the end. I under, I could get that he would be upset about that. I could see that he would be upset about it for months. I don't get that he would be upset about it for over two decades. <laughs> really? You can't move on from what re- and it, he even says he even says I know why you did it really because exactly. it doesn't seem like you know why she did it. I have family <laughs> ex- like that. Yeah, yeah, that's Exhibit C though because Spock is supposed to be all Captain Logic, and he says, "Yeah, I know you were just trying to keep me safe." Okay, so then what's the beef, asshole? Let's yeah, move on. 
Well, yeah, he represses his feelings. He doesn't process them. So, um, I assume you have See, the same problem Ryan with Brian is like, I liked it. So everything is okay. No, no, no. To be fair yeah. to Brian, I will be doing that when we discuss Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I, I have actually agreed with you on most of these points. I also want to say, did you have the same problem with Sarak refusing to talk to Spock for 11 years because he chose Starfleet over the Vulcan Science Academy? Mm, yeah. You know why? Because those Vulcans are a bunch of petty little bitches, even well, though they're like, oh, well, logic well, I'm this just saying it seems up, like that's up, how they wor- things Brian, work in that Brian, family. No, that's Brian, different. Hold that's up. a, that's a actually, son disappointing a father. I, I was that's different. Say, that is not the same thing. We're talking about the difference between one incident and a father having to come to terms with his expectations for his son being wildly thrown away. I'm not saying that Sarek is better. I'm saying it's not the same equivalency. It is a very different equivalency. <laughs> Spock went, he, Spock went to Starfleet. Sarek was like, okay, you're basically, um, you're basically choosing this other thing other than us. That's basically what that always boils down to. And yeah. then he doesn't see Spock for a really long time. Michael says, no, you should go away. And then she runs off and then she comes back to the house and they hug, and now he's like, no, he's just pissy now for the rest of his life. All right, fuck it. Whatever. I don't, whatever. Yeah. It's a good thing you can't talk about her because it's treason, because, you know, you don't have to work <laughs> out your feelings. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's, that's my problem with it. It just, it seemed stupid, as is, is, is all I can say. I will say one last thing. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a good note. And I definitely, and this will only take me like 30 seconds. I did appreciate a Star Trek Discovery episode that started with the previously on Star Trek and they're oh, referencing yeah. the pilot episode of the very first Star Trek. I did think that was cool. I was like, no, all that right, was cool. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> no, I think that, that one was my favorite episode, though I think I actually would have liked it better without the Telosians, but it was my favorite episode of the season. Um, yeah. was the one that started with that sequence. Um, as quick bulleted positives, I thought Pike was brilliant. Uh, I would happily watch a Pike show. I Loved thought Pike. the, Whatever the, the bad or badly written nature of the origin of it. I loved the Michael Spock arc as adults, how they went, dealt with everything and most, almost all of their scenes together. Um, I will say that the new Spock is no Zachary Quinto, let, let alone Leonard Nimoy, but as a, as a foil to Michael, he worked great. I also love that we were doing exploring and boldly going and checking out and in investigating and stuff and doing some proper Star Trek stuff instead of shooting Klingons all the time. So that was all big, huge wins for me in this season. I will agree with you on that one. And I will be, I'll just go ahead and say, I actually don't have a problem that they've added a little bit of action to Star Trek. I don't want them to go overboard with it, but I do feel like um, it's more like they're just trying to bring it closer to the original series. Whereas I do think, which is funny because I'm not actually a fan of the original series, but I think people get upset when they don't try to bring it closer to next generation. And I'm like, I think they're just going for that uh, action adventure feel that they were kind of going for a little bit in the first Star Trek. And I feel like that's all they're really doing is just trying to go back to that. There was a so, fist fight in probably every third episode there uh, uh, in the original series. <laughs> so well, anybody, action, any, adventure, and tears. Yeah. 
if anybody complains about there being action where like it works in the plot, then they're just being a dick and you should ignore them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say seeing the Enterprise in, in combat, you know, that was awesome. Seeing it move oh, and yeah. hit the sh- yeah. phasers firing and the shields hitting. I mean, granted, we're being attacked by like 27 million drones and. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But just seeing it do those like those big panoramic shots where it goes to like defend the discovery that mm. was fucking awesome. I, yeah. I will I will easily say that. So yeah, they did a good job of taking thirteen episodes to set up the dominoes and then spend one whole episode knocking them over. And most of them I thought landed right, aside from the ones we've already talked about, today. <laughs> except for the <laughs> admiral dying. <laughs> and, and the they don't we don't talk about Michael Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, well, everybody in Section 31 is dead, so I guess we don't have to worry about them for another, like, 200 years, huh? Well, I think it was only the people on the ships who were dead, but that's probably a significant yeah, part of the organization. Of <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all of them, but, like, three dudes. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, I, I, hopefully they got Admiral Marcus, and he won't try to build a, a, Ven- a USS Vengeance in this yeah. timeline as well. <laughs> so. Fuck all of that. Uh- <laughs> Us out. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could probably safely assume Admiral Marcus died in season two of Discovery. <laughs> well, boys and girls, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion. I know Patrick feels better. We'd like you to feel bit. better by going to our website and basking in all of the wonder- wondrous treasures we have there for you. You can subscribe to the show. You can follow us on Twitter to get notifications about when a new show is released. You can contact us on Facebook. We're on that damn thing. It's uh, facebook.com slash sci-fi show. Our website is sci-fi show.net. And until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. At least it wasn't as bad as Voyager. Really? No, no, we're not ending it on that. You're yeah. an asshole. No. And you're a cheating <laughs> asshole on top of that. You know, you can go fuck yourself, Brian. You just go fuck yourself. <laughs> See ya. Unicorn blood. Right. <laughs> As a prequel, Enterprise is better. <laughs>